You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, um, it's time now for this week's Honor Our Father segment. We have many great priests who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Amen. So we wanted to honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts, a little diabetes on a, donated by a local business. Mm. Uh, let us know the name of who you'd like to honor. And each week we will draw a name, share who the winner is, and find out why that particular priest was nominated by one or more of our listeners. Today's Honor Our Father segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Spirit of Dakota of Cabinetry in Spearfish, South Dakota. Spirit of Dakota Cabinetry serves contractors and individuals in both new construction and remodeling projects. To set up an appointment with Mary, you can call 605-641-3969. Yeah, so Mary um, designed our kitchen for us, and we bought cabinets from Mary. So I can I can attest to the fact that they're beautiful, and it was a wonderful experience. So. Nice. Well, this week, we are going to honor... Father Paul Dukeshire, and he is the pastor at St. Anne, Saints Anne and Joachim Catholic Church in Fargo, North Dakota. So he was nominated by Lori, and this is what she has to say about him. I'd like to nominate Father Paul Dukeshire because from St. Anne's and Joachim in Fargo, North Dakota. I am so moved by his homilies, and many times as I listen... I find myself thinking that Father has insight into my life. Oh, I can relate sometimes. I am always moved by his passion and his humor that he interjects into homilies and his reverence as he serves Mass. I am a cradle Catholic and recently attended the RCIA program as a sponsor. I learned so much about my faith, and that made me want to keep learning. Recently, I bought a new house, and Father was gracious enough to come and bless my house after I moved in. I feel very blessed to have him as my priest. So congratulations, Father Paul Dukesher from Saints Anne and Joachim Catholic Church in Fargo, North Dakota, for winning the Dozen Donuts. Dozen Donuts. Yes. Now, <clears throat> we need people to <laughs> denominate their priests. I mean, we have a lot of priests in our listening area, and we need you to nominate your priests as um they deserve donuts. I'm just going to say they deserve donuts, but I'm going to say even more. I think their office staff deserves donuts too. And we know that these priests will share with, you know, with their office staff, any good priest will share like, like any good father, any good mother will share. So get on to realpresenceradio.com and nominate your favorite priest to win the dozen donuts. Today's Honor Our Father segment on Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Spirit of Dakota Cabinetry in Spearfish, South Dakota. Spirit of Dakota Cabinetry serves contractors and individuals in both new construction and remodeling projects. To set up an appointment with Mary, you can call 605 605- Six four one three nine six nine. That number again is six zero five six four one three nine six nine. Oh, beautiful! 
honoring our priests like that. So now, actually, I think we should talk about, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? Donuts? <laughs> Donuts, bacon. I don't really talk about bacon, but... Bacon. I could talk about chicken. I'm really good about talking about chicken. You just uh, you just harvested some chicken. Is yeah, that the we right word? Butchered. We butchered. butchered chicken. You don't harvest chicken. No, we butchered chicken in, in the rain on Monday. <laughs> my, my family has this. Um, well, we we got 150 meat birds this summer that we've raised, okay. and so butchering chickens. My my children. The first day they butchered chickens, they had a tornado warning, and so they all ran into the house and prayed the rosary in the basement bathroom. And then the next time we butcher chickens, it's raining and basically snowing on us, and the wind is blowing. So I'm pretty sure my children are going to maybe form a coup and then never do chickens again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe? I don't know. But bacon. What do you know about bacon? Bacon's tasty. Bacon's tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you can never have enough bacon. That's true. <sighs> Maple bacon donuts. That would be something right now. That would be something. Okay. No, so I'm excited. I think people should. Uh, I have a few priests I, I'm interested in nominating for a dozen donuts. And it, and you should put a disclaimer on there that, you know, and include an extra note. Buy maple bacon donuts. <laughs> it was good to have that uh, conversation with Nina and uh, and to visit Father Zane and uh, and just to think about the way that our priests love on us and yeah. and that they were, they weren't hatched out of eggs you know they came from <laughs> right. families right and uh, and I you know I am I was kind of joking about secretly uh, dancing when her when Father Zane yeah. announced that he was going to be a priest but you have you have a son that's going to be a priest? Well, I have I have four. <laughs> is he listening right now? Yeah, he probably is, actually. I have four. My four oldest um, have expressed their interest in religious vocations. The oldest one is, would, um, he's, would like to, he's actively discerning um, the priesthood. And then my second oldest is um, feeling drawn to a monastery. So that is going to be a, a different vocation journey. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the next two, though, um, in their mid-teens, they um, have expressed interest in being military chaplains. And I know there's a great need for military chaplains. So that, I uh, I find that very encouraging, even if, if none of them actually discern into the priesthood or into a religious life, just the idea that they're willing and they're open to that, you know, that aspect. And it warms my mother's heart. Mm -hmm. We had this beautiful moment uh, this summer with our uh, Totus Tuus Domi program, the uh, modified online Totus Tuus summer camp about yeah. vocations that we normally do in person, but with coronavirus, we moved it online. And um, we had a number of sisters join us virtually to share their stories with us, to pray with us. And um, one of the orders that joined us is a new order. They've never been to Rapid City, but we met them and invited them to come and they were all excited to come and then coronavirus hit you know but it was great to hear their stories and they're they're the hobo nuns affectionately called the hobo nuns who, the hobo who nuns. uh really literally <laughs> literally have nothing and and hitchhike from place to place wow. and on purpose intentionally for this this what we were just talking about this opportunity for evangelization you know you get in someone's car and uh and, and just, you just minister. You to just start yeah. talking to them. You're just wow. with them. And so our daughter, our oldest daughter, there's a joke in our house that we've got five daughters and 
and um, and uh, one of them gets to get married, and the rest of them all have to go <laughs> join the convent. But uh, but our oldest daughter said, you know, it was a beautiful conversation after Totus Two. She said, you know, if God calls me to to uh, to consecrated life. I really want to be one of those hobo nuns, <laughs> one of those hitchhiking nuns. So, hitchhiking nuns. And uh, you're like, okay, I'm okay. going to pray a prayer of protection over you before you leave my house. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, that doesn't even frighten me in the least bit. She would, she she would, would do, talk their she ear would, off. Oh, and, that's great. I had, um, so I have a set of twins who are almost seven. And when um, the older of the twins, by four minutes, so, you know, she's pretty big, <laughs> pretty much older than her sister. But when she was five, she had told me, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, five-year-olds, you know, they want to be teachers and moms and doctors and, you know, those types of things. And, and she says, I want to be dead. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> not what I saw coming. And I said, you want to be dead? And she says, well, mommy, you say in order to go to heaven, I have to die. Mm -hmm. So when I grow up, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. And then she's like, and how do you get dead? And I'm like, uh... No. Go talk to your father. <laughs> I'm like, I, say, I, I told her, I said, you, you, you have to live your life and you have to do a whole bunch of things. And when you're old and, and you've lived a long life, then God will say to you, come home to me, my faithful child. And she looks at me as honest as can be and says, well, you're going to die pretty soon then. <laughs> I'm like, what? I am not that old. Out of the mouths of babies. I know, right? So then about a week later... She says to me again, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And I'm like, dead. And she's like, she looks at me like I have three heads. She's like, no, I don't want to be dead when I grow up. And she says, I want to be a nun. And I said, Thanks. really? She says, yes, mommy. I want to pray for all of the people who won't pray for themselves so that God will take them to heaven. Wow. And I thought, wow, that's intense for a five-year-old to have come to the conclusion of that. I mean, the understanding of that vocation. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like. Oh, so I, every once in a while I remind her, do you remember when you said you wanted to be a nun? And she's like, again, like I've got three heads. I never said that. <laughs> like, just bring me back my five-year-old. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, but I, I think that, I mean, okay, so they say it takes a village to raise a child. I think it takes a family to raise up a vocation. And I don't, the people that should, could, would discern a religious vocation and their family is not supportive, not behind them, not praying for them, not, and, and maybe not even their own fault. I mean, they're just unaware that that should be their, their uh, duty, their call from God to help their child foster their vocation. I just, I feel very like we need to pray, pray for not only just for vocations, but for the families of the, of the young men and women who are discerning vocations. A lot of conversations that Father Mark McCormick, the vocation director for the Diocese of City, and I have had recently have really revolved around, you know, I'm a little, we're both a little biased, but it's revolved around the importance of fatherhood. Yeah. And especially the importance of fathers in the conversation of vocations. And uh, like we were speaking about earlier, that my, I, I'm much more aware of of my role as the father and now that I've got uh, older children and We've spent many a nights uh, up late with uh, our oldest son, discussing life and and, uh, and and the movements of the heart, you know, yeah. and trying to help, just trying to help guide that conversation and, and um, direct him back to the Lord, direct him back to 
You just, know, what yeah. are those desires about? What is that? The, the things that you're thinking about and the emotions that you're having and, and what those desires are. What's, what's natural towards. and what, what is. And where's the Lord at work and yeah. just, uh, just be ready to say yes, you know? Right. And I think, um, I, there was a time where I took my, my children to daily mass as much as possible. And then, no, not that I'm blaming Real Presence Radio, but then I got a job. <laughs> and daily mass just, I mean, I homeschool seven of the eight kids and I, I work for the radio station. And, and just being a wife and mother in itself takes time. Laundry and dishes, you know, that it's never done. And luckily my kids help me a lot with those things. And, and my working here at Real Presence Radio is a family mission. I'm sure it's same with, you know, the things that your family undertakes. It, it becomes the mission of the family, not just of the individual. But I, when we were going to daily mass more often, I always just had this inclining that it was going to be in, in adoration or during a daily mass that Jesus was going to speak to them and tell them, this is where I need you, my son. This is where this you need to beat. I want you here. And I always thought, what if I didn't make it to Mass that day? And they didn't get that message. And they didn't get that call. And I put this maybe unneeded guilt upon myself. Mm-hmm. And I realized then after, after um, we didn't go to daily Masses often. And I realized, you know, I, I really think, I mean, why am I putting limitations on God? He's going to reach them in the moment that they're, they're listening, no matter where they are. Though it would be beautiful if it was at Adoration or Daily Mass. I mean, that'd be a great vocation story. Mm-hmm. But he could reach them as they're butchering chickens or, you know, helping with a roof. You know, they, they sometimes, my oldest helps his dad with roofing and, and siding and all the other construction jobs. I think, well, sure, God could reach them anywhere. Yeah. I just have to stay out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it is important. You know, a couple times a week, my boys wake up early and they truck down to the cathedral mm-hmm. and they not, don't just go to mass, you know, but they altar serve. And it's one of those mm-hmm. important moments where I know 7 a.m. is pretty early for them. But um, just that time, unique time spent with Father in the sacristy yeah. and um, at the altar and uh, just seeing what a priest does and, and participating in that, helping people pray and drawing them right. into that yeah. sacrifice on the altar is just a it's, it's, it's beautiful a, thing to see for a father. Well, and the grace that comes with that is, I mean, you, you can't replace that. <laughs> you can't get that anywhere else but at the Mass. And the, those that have the opportunity to serve the Mass, especially a daily Mass where they've stepped outside their, their normal routine to make the sacrifice to be there. That's, that's great. Now, have you seen in youth ministry and in your own family, how vocations are fostered or, or maybe even just, maybe I'll just even be as bold as to say, um, purity is maintained, everything that needs to be laid down to make a vocation happen to, you know, for that to, to smoothly glide where it needs to glide. Have you found that the regular reception of the sacraments has increased that, has strengthened that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for my my own family, it's something, again, that is big in, in terms of my work for the diocese and ways that we encourage youth ministers and pastors and, and uh, just how do we draw people into relationship with Christ? Well, those moments where... 
we have this guaranteed encounter with Christ, which is in the in the in the liturgy and the sacraments, you know. And so I uh, I definitely feel more comfortable leaving the house. You know, there are moments where Annie and I we still get out on on dates, and uh, and we have children who are old enough to babysit, and and uh, you know sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes you come <laughs> yeah. back and everyone everyone's been at each other's throat. But nice. I feel I feel very much more confident. And at peace when uh, they get to go to confession on Saturday and we go out Saturday, Saturday night, night, you know, yeah. that there is a, there, you can just see it in there. There's a, there's a joy and a peace that comes from um, that infusion with God yeah. moment with God. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, we are so blessed. We are so blessed, especially um, Current in the current situation where we we still have access to confession, we still have access to daily mass, we still have access to the priests to minister us and, and spiritual direction and all those things and and I think we maybe this uh, coronavirus is a, a nice wake up call to see what could have what could be gone at any moment. Yeah. And I think you know that conversation with Nina. There is uh, in my own. I have. I, just in my position at the diocese and working very closely with many priests over the years, I have the, I feel like I have sort of an inside uh, track in the reality that that the priesthood is a is a rewarding and joyful experience. Yeah. You know that when whatever it is, even though there are difficulties that are involved, any vocation, you any know, vocation, yep. Um, that that when God calls a man to the priesthood and he is living out that call. That um, that there's a, a an abiding peace and joy that that is spread, and you know, so many of us uh, have experience with priests over the years. Well, and we are we. Um, I mean, there we we need to encourage more vocations, but we need to honor those that are vocations, and and I guess that kind of is a good way to wrap up this session because uh, you know we honor our fathers. I mean. We honor them with a dozen donuts because donuts are cool, especially, you know, the make bowl bacon donuts. But, you know, there are other ways that we can reach out and honor priests, pray for them, offer spiritual bouquets for them. Um, even just, I would say, being present at their daily mass is a gift to them to know that somebody cares enough to come and be with the Lord and partake in that, you know, in the banquet with them. They don't have to do it alone feel supported and loved in our in in the, our just messed up world that we're in right now yeah a simple word of encouragement you know as yep. a as a father and as just a leader uh you often hear the you often hear the complaints and and the yeah. ways that uh, things could be better you know there's yeah. a hundred ways can't you that do it this be way and do it my way and yeah. uh, so even just yeah simple encouragement and a thank you is a is a great way to encourage our priests. Well, next we are going to talk to um, someone who has received the anointing of the sick instead of her first confirmation on Good Friday. Hmm. Stay tuned to hear more about one woman's exciting journey to the Catholic Church. This is going to be exciting. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mm -hmm. 